I before I just started, I was God. I, I'm trying to be too clever. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Ways of Cinema. I'm Jack, and with us, as always, is Wifely Duties Corey. Hello, Wifely Duties Corey. How are you? Full of Wifely Duties. Yes, and also with us is guest star Matt. Yay, guest star Matt. All right, that's good. I don't know why I was trying to struggle with this. I was trying to be like as clever as this movie and i was failing <laughs> i don't know mr J. I was trying to do this thing actually that's a bad imitation we're talking about birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn yes that's it yes. oh i got the full title yeah got it one. Oh, good all right i don't have to redo that good <laughs> this title is too damn long yeah <laughs> it is a little too long one of the things says dr strangelove <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but luckily, though, this is a good movie. So we could say that right up front. Uh, Birds of Prey, B.O.P. Bop. Uh, bop, <laughs> yeah, we could just call it Bop. Um, and this movie is a bop. Yeah, this is a good bop of cinema. Uh, you know, we got a nice dollop of, uh, you know, kind of wacky, crazy action uh, just nonsense with this, but but like, well, you know, actually, nonsense that has a like, it's very women powery. Uh, <laughs> is that am I saying that wrong? Is it feminism? <laughs> <laughs> this movie's full of feminism, all over. Actually, well, the you know, directed, written by a woman, women. It's women all over. Produced by women. Produced by women. Yeah, Margot Robbie produced this. Um, yeah, like, the thing that... I th that Well, first of all, the thing to know up front going into this, before I even get into the plot, if you haven't seen Suicide Squad, don't worry. Because this is, like... Uh, this is not at all... It is connected, but it's, like the teeniest tiniest thread wouldn't you say that matt yeah you can get the without having seen suicide squad i, I didn't see suicide squad and i had no trouble following this at all yeah uh that's the first thing to note so like good job on that team uh because you guys have managed to understand that your audience even though they went out in droves to see suicide squad didn't particularly like it <laughs> I don't know. All right, so all right, let me get into the plot of this movie because you're wondering, like, what does this mean, Birds of Prey? If you haven't seen Suicide Squad or are you know not that well versed in comics, who who's Harley Quinn? Um, like this movie basically is, it, it, you would think it's the for, about the formation of this group, Birds of Prey, but it and it is ultimately, but it's really about what the title suggests which is that we are going to see harley quinn's quote emancipation <laughs> um in a female way um and you know we, we the the thing about this movie that's hard to why it's hard to summarize the plot is i feel like this movie's biggest debt is to deadpool yes like by far and i think that's mostly to the movie's like credit because it does that pretty well because even though it feels very deadpool it manages to have kind of its own identity would, yeah. would you say that 
Yeah, and I think this movie's strengths lie in its style, in its tone, and in its lead performance. More than the plot, which is adequate, but nothing special. Yeah, I mean, the plot is basically, there's a diamond, it has family secrets written on it, I guess. As all diamonds do. Yes, it has the, the code. And, uh, you know, it has, you know, basically, I can rule the city if I have this diamond. And, you know, everybody wants to get it. Um, in essence, it's almost like the plot of a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> uh, you know, like Snatch or something. But, you know, on a much more Gotham-y scale. And, you know, what you're seeing in the movie is Harley Quinn in her own kind of jumbled up way, you know, trying to tell you the story. And she you know, folds back in and says, wait, let me go back a minute. Let me go back a week. Let me go back four minutes. Let me do this. And yet it all is of a piece, I think. Um, and it, 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 there's a lot of characters, though, that I feel like the movie does a good job of juggling. Yes. That, too. I mean, you have, uh, you know, Characters who, again, I, I don't know, if, were you familiar with some of these, like, other characters in the well, movie? Well, Black Canary was on the show Arrow. Oh, yes. Yeah, Black Canary was on Arrow. And so was Huntress. She I was! Don't, I don't remember that. He's season one and a little bit of season two. Oh, I yes, don't remember that. Yes, of course. And uh, also, there's a... Now, the character... Now, the main villain... Now, there's also a cop character, Renee Montoya. She's been another... Uh, uh, Gotham shows. I, I, she was she was familiar to me. Yep, she's even in Gotham. Oh yes, yes. Well, that's, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> she's in Gotham. Um, now here's here's a question, Matt. I know obviously Victor Zaz is in Gotham. Yes. Uh, was Black Mask in Gotham? Black Mask's father was in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> there's also in the final season. In the background, there's a guy wearing Black Mask's mask, so he might have arguably had a cameo in the last season. <laughs> oh, so oh, we see the beginning of Black Mask like in a cameo. Yeah. Oh God! Wow that that show decided to go deep on that. Um, I, yeah, they never mention his father in this movie. Yeah, they um, do mention his dad a little bit. What? They do mention his dad a little bit in passing. Oh. Well, Okay. Well, he's not really important to the movie. Nah. The point is that the main, like, it, in a way, a lot of this movie does it. This uh, I mentioned Deadpool, but really, this is a really great retcon of Suicide Squad in the sense that at no point in this movie do characters suddenly stop and say, "Don't forget, we're the bad guys." But that's not a retcon. No, no, but I mean in the sense that it does a much better job of giving you characters who are supposed to not be like on the right side of things. They're at you know they're antiheroes, they're villains, their own kind, of, their own their own kind of worst people. But you have a character like what's what's Black Mask's name again? Roman Sionis. Yeah. He's he is such a nasty piece of work yeah. that like he helps put everyone else into context. And I don't think Suicide Squad did a great job of that when you had uh, 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 what's her name uh, Enchantress. Enchantress, yeah, because she was. Uh, when I think back, I mean, I 
I know Cara Delevingne tried her best, but she was kind of a lame villain. I don't think she was bad necessarily. I think just a lot. Of, there's too much stuff going on in Suicide Squad that like wasn't properly contextualized. Yeah, yeah, there was that too. But but that's what I mean though is that the this movie gives you enough context. Yeah. And within its own structure, so mm-hmm. that it doesn't need to tell you. You don't need to know too much else. And if you, you know, as proof from, I guess, with you, Corey, if you don't even really know much from the comics or the extended TV shows, you can understand it pretty quickly. Yeah. I didn't have trouble following any of this at all. Yeah. Um, and like Deadpool, too, like there's narration, but it's very peppy and it it explains things, but it's not in a way where it's too redundant. Um, for the most part, I mean, there are certain moments where it's like, okay, do we need narration right here? But mostly I, I, that's, that's pretty fine. Um, I think before I even get to the girls though, I got to talk about Uma McGregor. Yes. Who is delightful in this movie. Oh yeah. He's so good. He is, it's like, I almost want to say he's chewing up the scenery, but I, I don't know if that's quite... I feel like he's really intensely feeling this guy. (laughs) And he has a lot of emotions throughout the whole movie. It's like, there's a point where he cries when he gets a piece of information. And it was just delightful to see him do that. Black Mask is everything the Joker should have been in Suicide Squad. Yeah! <laughs> well, that's... Okay, That now you're getting to what I'm meaning. That, like, in Suicide Squad, the Joker is such a, you know, worthless, like, not intimidating presence. And in this... I mean, this is a character, this guy's Silas, who carves off people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the other thing, too. You got to know, this is very R-rated. Like, it, it, you know, I saw parents bring a couple of kids into this movie, like, real little kids. Um, Maybe they just don't, you know, care, but this is a damn violent movie. I would have loved it at their age. (laughs) And that's why you're the Matt we know and love today. Yes. Um, No, but yeah, Uma McGregor is just having the time of his life. And, you know, and, uh, and also, and, oh, what was his name to the actor who was Victor Zaz in this? Chris Messina. Yeah, I really, and Chris Messina was really intimidating in his own way. Like, he played it kind of similarly to the actor on Gotham, but he did, but he found his own way to get, to make the performance his own. Like, you could see the similarity, but it wasn't to where you'd say, oh, he's just, doing an imitation of him. He was more creepazoid than lovable. Yeah. Yeah. He was very, you know, I have a very soft voice. Hey, we found out Harley Quinn just busted the kid out. She's a rat. It's like, you need that, like that character fits so well because Uma Gregor's like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Uh, so I really like the two of them together. I think that they, it, you know, I want more villains like that in my comic book movies. Yes. You know, uh, you know, it's because sometimes you get villains who, you know, we, we've talked before and, you know, many times about uh, Thanos yeah. and how, you know, and I, I kind of I like I like Thanos more than you do, Matt. But, you know, there comes a point where it's just, OK, we get it. 
you have all these, you know, intentions. Like, I give me someone who's just, you know, I'm out for being like a crazy fuck. Yes, I like that scene where they're having brunch together. How great was that scene? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> just the way that he takes Black Canary around his, uh, his, his play, and just shows her, like, all the different, you know, things he has. Yes. <laughs> I appreciated that the stakes of the movie weren't the universe. Yeah! That was a nice counterpoint. Yeah, well, that's... that's to a, a lot of the MCU movies. Well, that's another different thing, too, from Suicide Squad, where... You know, that was a movie where, oh my god, if we don't stop Enchantress, she could, you know, destroy the city, she could destroy other things, you know, it also had, like, giant, like, beam of light going into uh, the middle of the city. Yeah, and this, it's, he's just like, I want to just, you know, take over the city. It's really refreshing. Yes, it was perfect scale for the characters. Yeah, in that way, too, I think that maybe DC... This following Shazam, Shazam. <laughs> I think those two movie, these two movies, kind of show, you know, you can do kind of more slightly family friendly, you know, offbeat comedy, or go hardcore with it and have R rated crazy action. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course Margot Robbie is just you know great. You know, she. I feel like she. It, it's hard to say if she like is deep. I'm not. I'm gonna use this word, but I want to. It's like I want to say she's deepening her character from the Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. I feel like she's like crystallizing it. Uh huh. Like it feels like she's made her. Um. You know, just you. You totally understand her the moment she's there, and yet it's like as nuts as she is. She's very. She, I find I found her very sympathetic, or her per- portrayal of her. It made her very different than the like the animated series or, or anything in the comics. I found her less sympathetic than the animated series. Huh. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, well, sympathetic in parts. I mean, ultimately, she's. But you know what it is? She's upfront in a way and says, "You know, I'm I'm kind of a terrible person." Yeah. And, <laughs> but you, but I could see something in maybe just like her eyes or just something in her performance where she's like, I wish I wasn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't control myself. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm crazy Harley, but yeah. So that it's almost like there's a little bit of bugs bunny to her, which was also the case with Deadpool. But what's different here is that I, like she's not always trying to be funny. Like she's, you know, usually she has like a quip or something. But um, actually, another thing too that occurs to me with comparing it to Deadpool was: does she have a thing in the comics at all about like her bacon and egg sandwich and cheese sandwich? I, I maybe I'm not sure if she does. Yeah, but that was a good running gag. Yeah, no, it was. I thought of. I saw something with AOC a few days ago lamenting the lack of good breakfast sandwiches in DC <laughs> and how a good breakfast sandwich is something you just can't get in the rest of the country. So I thought it was a way of kind of emphasizing the New Yorkness of Gotham. Ah, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Wow, that's that's a really good... Yeah, and the fact that she's getting it from, like, a local bodega guy. Yeah. I thought it was just a way of emphasizing what we all know, that Gotham is New York. Yeah. It's actually New Jersey. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Yeah, and all the, the maps that they released originally of where it was located, it's originally placed in New Jersey. Well, you can get a good breakfast sandwich in New Jersey, as you know. Yeah. Yes. So, that's what I thought it was. But I probably just thought of it again, because... I saw on Twitter a few days ago AOC being like, no good breakfast sandwiches in DC. Yeah. I think if DC was smart, they should like have a tie-in at, well, actually, no, in that case, it's probably not going to be taste very good, but they should do something with that egg sandwich. And I think that might, you know, be good for them. I don't know what I was trying to this say with that. Because I hadn't seen Suicide Squad, this is my first exposure to Margot Robbie as... So, so, so what did you think of her in this? I thought she was delightful. And at times she conveys real, she conveys some fragileness and some emotional volatility, but she's got moxie too. That's <laughs> oh. what I thought when I was watching the movie. I was like, this girl's got moxie. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's like, got pluck. She's got pluck. Also, that's a good way of that put it. scene where she was taking out some coppers with colorful beanbags. And, like, glitter. It made me think of the scene with Jack Nicholson as the Joker in the museum. Yeah! And then, I know you and I both ride or die for the Jack Nicholson portrayal of the Joker as the best by far. Yeah. And at times, I was watching her, and I was like, this is a better portrayal of the Joker then Joaquin Phoenix, that's right. Oh yeah, no, no. I and I absolutely Jared Leto. I absolutely was thinking that. Like this isn't trying to be a it's it's going to be a contradiction in terms of what I'm saying cuz it's not trying to be a quote real movie like the Joker was. Mm. But in its own way, it's a better real movie than Joker. And I Does know, that make sense? Yeah, and I know Harley Quinn is a bit more wholesome than the Joker in this movie a bit. But I liked her a lot and I thought she was super charming. Yeah. She she's a prankster. Like that's what's like the whole beanbag thing is just like it 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 makes it feel like even though it's a very, you know, it, she's assaulting these police officers, it's like, oh, they'll be all right. She's doing it with panache. True. Yeah, panache. And now that does lead me into a a tiny, a little problem I did have, oddly enough, with the movie, which it wasn't through the whole movie because eventually I just went with it. But some of the action, uh, some like actually some of the fights were almost with her, mostly a little almost too well choreographed. No, they were great. No, no, yeah. here's the thing. Unto, uh, in and of themselves, they were like really amazingly like. You know, but there was a part of me watching it, like in the first half, like in the when she's taking out all those uh, those guys in the prison, and you know when their their cells open up and she has to fight them all. Where I'm thinking to myself, okay, like is Harley Quinn like this good a fighter? Yes, that's how she's gotten that far because she's that damn good. So your thing was you didn't feel like it jived with her character. I. I know she can beat the like she can take care of herself well enough. I just the like the level of choreography is like that was what was she has showmanship. 
Yeah, I like the fight scenes. I thought they were good. No, no, I no, I don't get me wrong. I did, and I eventually got into it. Like, if I watched this again, I'd probably overlook that. Sloppier or uh, well, not not with everyone. Like, God, how am I going to say this? You don't get to be like Queen of the Gotham Underworld by like not being able to do gymnastic fights. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I guess I just. I just wondered if, like, there, like, how she got to be that good. I don't know. Practice, lots of practice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overthinking that. I know I am. I was just thinking in the context of this world, like, you know, up till now, like, my thought was, well, yeah, no, she, she's been Joker's right hand, uh, you know, woman. She's been, you know, you know, t- beating the crap out of guys. I just. I, I think I was just thrown off by the the fact that again the John Wick guys did the choreography for these fights, and they're just so like crazy good that I was just a little thrown off by how good she was fighting. When I thought in universe the one who would be like the best fighter would be Huntress. No, it'd actually be Cassandra Kane if going by the comics. But really? The spoiler section. Oh, okay. Well, well, this movie. I feel like this movie probably did. This movie change some things with Changed the comics. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it got like every detail wrong, but still managed to be good by its own merits. Yeah, and actually, that's that's a good point. Of you know, you can still you can actually sometimes. And I know for you, Matt, this might be an important point, which is. You can some you can change things from the comics if you just make it a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cuz there have been times where even, you know, talking over the years on this podcast where you'll be mentioning they did this in the comics, they did that in the comics, why can't they do this? But I feel like my impression from this and I haven't read a ton of Birds of Prey um or even much Harley Quinn, but my impression is that they they got like the spirit of the comics right enough so that they could change certain things, right? Kinda. I mean, maybe it depends which sort of like iteration, like of Birds of Prey you're talking about. It feels very much like a Harley Quinn movie, but I'm not that, really that sure. just happens to have these versions of the characters. Yeah. Like, okay. They sort of like changed everybody to fit her movie instead of having a Birds of Prey movie plus Harley Quinn in it. Yeah. But it seemed it seemed like Huntress was the one who seemed closest to yeah, Huntress what is, I yeah. knew of And they even go into her origin almost like its own little movie too. And I like that. Yeah. Where you know they make her like a little bit more of a serious character. Um I like the whole supporting cast too. Like that you you talked about Moxie I think like they, in their own ways, balance it out by being like, you know, they're characters that you'd usually see in other movies, but they come into this and they're suddenly reacting to Harley Quinn. Yeah, I like the way that the movie was structured with Harley Quinn as the lead and everyone else in a subordinate role instead of a true ensemble piece because Harley Quinn was the best character in the movie. See, that's where I kind of take umbrage, because I think that as a Birds of Prey movie, it should have been more balanced. Like, I think that, like, Huntress and Black Canary were very much supporting characters, and Harley Quinn yeah. took almost the air of the room by being, like, her Harley Quinn self. Yeah, well, that was something I was thinking about, that I want. I thought, like, man, they don't have enough Huntress in this story. Yeah. Like, and well, I, I really like... they're going to make another one. 
Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully, this is a hit. We'll we'll see. Uh, and I'd I'd like for it to for them to do another movie, but like yeah, but it just your title is Birds of Prey. Yeah. You know, it's not Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Um, but I know obviously you know, but it is Harley Quinn's story, so that's fine. I just. I think because I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead so much oh. in this character, and I like uh, Journey, Jeremy Smollett Bell. I'm probably mispronouncing that, aren't I? Journey. Journey? Okay, I, I was saying Jeremy for a second. Journey Smollett Bell yeah. as Black Canary. I'm Jeremy at the moment. She's Journey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little B- BTS. Uh, Corey has a little bit of a cold. But, um, yeah, I like I like them very much. Um was that was that Black Canary's like backstory in the comics? Not really. Yeah, that seemed like when they show that like what she can do, I was kind of taken back. I was like, really? Well, oh, she, yeah, she does that. Gla- yeah. Oh, she does. Okay. She breaks the glass earlier. Yeah, she in the has movie a canary too. cry, but like her background is being like the lounge singer for the Black Mask has changed for the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I I even could tell that was Although, a very big difference. It does difference. make you wonder why she didn't bust that out earlier. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. 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 Good. Good. Good point. Like, I think that was what threw me off was when you know it isn't. This isn't a spoiler to say it, but eventually she uses her power of her voice, you know, to you know, in a, in a big climactic moment. And yeah, if she had that all along, it's like, what is it? Because she like does it and has to recharge. It's because we needed to see the cool fight in the amusement park. That's why she doesn't yeah. do it right away. But yeah. Once she did it, I was like, mm. why did you do this earlier? I, yeah. I though, I wasn't crazy about the actress who played Cassandra Kane. Um, she was she was fine for I. You know what it is. I think everyone else in the cast. It, you know, you know. Also, Rosie Perez is Montoya. Like I liked her a lot too. Um, but it, yeah, I think that the thing is, she's because she's younger. I yeah. think that she's just, and maybe she hasn't been in as much stuff. It's always a roll of the dice with young actors. Yeah, yeah, and in that way too. Like I, I was also thinking of Deadpool two with that character. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I like the kid in Deadpool too. Yeah, I, I did too. Him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I think that yeah, the, her character in this, you know, she she her character is again Cassandra Kane. She's a pickpocket. You know, you know, she's the one that really sets the plot in motion by, you know, swallowing a, a diamond and oh my god, what are we gonna do? Um, but yeah, her, I guess her whole thing is just meant to give Harley Quinn some perspective, but yeah, but she, but she seems not up to Margot Robbie's level, which, you know, again, that's, it's hard to get to that level, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I don't know what to say. It wasn't that. a huge problem, but I thought it was not a great performance. Well, she, well, she was kind of two dimensional. That was the thing. Um, you know, she, she was, a, she, I, mostly kind of a story device, but she was able to bring some personality into it. I don't know. Um, oh, I want to mention, too, that, like, the production design I thought was pretty amazing in this yes, movie. Yes, yeah. Like, you know, the, the amusement park unto itself is great, which is interesting because didn't Shazam end in an amusement park, too? 
Yeah, but it was not like a creepy booby trap. No, yeah, it's very different than that. But it occurred to me, like, wait, I know Shazam, Shazam, Shazam did this too. (laughs) I can't stop calling it Shazam after you did it, Matt. You've infected my brain with Shazam. Um, But yeah, so there's that. Um, But also just things like Harley Quinn's apartment. Like, the thing I thought immediately, it's like, oh, there's a beaver with a tutu. And yeah. and that becomes like a prized possession of hers. Yes. And the movie looked real good. Yeah, and again, we talk about you mentioned like the whole thing with Nicholson's Joker and just embracing like a certain tone. Yeah. You know, this also has a hyena named Bruce, which was very delightful, and she does great things with that. Um, yeah, I mean it's. I mean, I'm trying to think of other things I want to mention that the... Oh, one thing, too, from Suicide Squad that I was thinking of was the music. Yeah. Which I feel like that... this That's one thing that I think carried over, and I'm... In, in, in some ways, it was good. In some ways, it was just okay in terms of the obviousness of certain music cues. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, now we have this cue. Oh, okay, we got a Barracuda. Now we got this. It wasn't as on the nose as Suicide Squad. So I'll give it, like, some credit, but also not. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I generally like the soundtrack. I thought it was good. Um... No, I did too, but I at the same time, there were points where I thought, like, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, this this song. Um, I don't know. Am I nitpicking there, Corey? I thought the soundtrack was fine. I liked it. You're right. It's not super innovative, but I thought the music suited. Like, if you're looking for, like, if you're looking for a surprise element in the soundtrack, you're not going to find it. Not quite. No, no. But I was. I still liked it. And and I didn't think the movie was too music video-y. No, there were a couple of moments where it got... Well, there was one moment where it just... One moment I actually really appreciate where, like, for two minutes it became Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not exactly a spoiler to say that. It's just for a moment where we're literally getting into Harley Quinn's POV and... Yeah, like, the editing in that... And also, Uma Gregor. Yeah. That that made me think of it, too. Um, and then the movie snaps out of it. I'm glad it did it that once. Yeah. If it did it too much, it would have been a little obnoxious. But it came, It got in, it had its little music video moment, and then it got, then went back to the movie. Um, I also just want to mention one, one other thing that, yeah, I'm glad to get, like, this kind of Gotham story. In a movie where it's like, finally, we don't have Batman. Yeah, that was refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here are these characters that you've seen in maybe other shows or comics, but now they have their own movie. We don't have any Batman. We don't have dead parents. <laughs> no more dead parents. <laughs> we, have ta- we talked about that in our Joker review. Like, no more dead parents. You know, just... Oh, and also, too, it's very charming at the very beginning when she goes goes through her backstory yes. in animation, and it's just a cute cartoon. I I liked the character 
flat I like the character introduction flashbacks. I thought they were good, but I didn't feel like part of the actual plot needed to be told in flashback. If I was making this movie, I would have just used the flashbacks for character building moments. I didn't need the actual like plot flashbacks. Mm. I would have preferred the plot just to be told linearly. But I like mm. the character flashbacks. Yeah. Your I, thoughts? I have to dock points for Harley Quinn and the other characters not wearing like their distinctive costumes. That is oh, I see. I, I don't really care that much about that. Because Harley Quinn has the perfect costume, and they they barely use it, and that pisses me off. Because this is like her. Do phone. they actually use it at all? They use they used it in the animation in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Well, I guess you know, hot topic look is I guess her her thing in the in this movie, Ooh. but. <laughs> You wanted like the red and white, red and, and black, red and black. Yeah, yeah. You know, it actually, well, it might have been interesting if maybe like there was that moment in the climax where I won't say what, but like when she suddenly puts on like roller skates, and mm-hmm. one was like, "Why'd you go to roller skates a fest?" I don't know. And like, imagine if she had suddenly changed into her costume in that moment. Yeah, it's like, why didn't you get a costume change? I don't know. I feel like maybe she should have worn it in Suicide Squad. But if she's not with the Joker, that's an in-plot reason not to wear her costume. But her persona is still based on being Harley Quinn. She hasn't changed from a clown-based prankster criminal, so it's her thing. Hmm. I don't know, but she even has this thing in the movie where she says a Harlequin needs a master, a Harlequin's always in service. So maybe... And I thought part of the mm. thing of the movie was learning to be a kind of autonomous entity. Mm. However, there's no reason for her not to wear it in Suicide Squad when she's with the Joker. Well, I guess the, well, I guess the, the thinking is that... Well, it... That's if you're saying that's a flaw in Suicide Squad, but the problem is then that carries over into this movie, and I don't know. It's because she also cuts her hair in the beginning of this movie, yeah, so I could but, get the idea that she, Harleen Quinzel does not drop the persona of Harley Quinn, though she's still being like the crazy crime prankstress, so she doesn't have a reason to give up her iconography. I can see it. It is a very nice suit. No, it is. It is. It. That that is a slight bit of like, not all the way, but a, a slight bit of the X Men problem of well, no, we can't have those costumes because they, you know, oh, they're they're too much this yeah. or that. Um, now, but again, I, but within the con, but within this movie, I was okay with how she looked. Like I wasn't necessarily thinking like, oh my god, why isn't she wearing her? you know, costume I remember from the animated series, because this movie is so different than other Batman or or Gotham stories I've seen that I can accept it within this world. Now, it'd be nice if at some point she wears it, maybe another movie, you know, but, and although I will say that I'm glad they didn't make a joke of that, like in the first Uh X-Men, it's like, would you rather we wear yellow spandex? (laughs) Yeah, they there was no line like that. It's just they didn't do. It. Were the other characters like I felt like Huntress? They changed yeah, the look the, a bit. The costumes were not what I wanted. Uh, the... They were very like Toned we're gonna down. be yeah we're gonna be very gothy punky 
like have that kind of thing. They, they were not like superhero costumes. Was Black Mask like? I actually like Black Mask because he had the black mask. Like, <laughs> like that's all I had to do is do a black mask. <laughs> His mask reminded me a little bit of like the mask from the movie The Mask. Uh huh. <laughs> Up only to black. a point, yeah, only black. Oh man, I loved his velvet suit yes, at the beginning he had of the really movie. Really good suit. Yeah, yeah, very good suit. I love a velvet suit. So yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, I love, yeah, I love that, and yeah, just the, that nightclub is a cool location too. Um, the uh, I also just little things that I liked were like the little su- supporting characters, like that guy Doc. Like which guy? He's the he's the he, Chinese yeah, food. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Like he only has a couple of scenes, but it's just real he, presence. That actor took those scenes and made like a million dollars out of a couple bucks. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like he just knew, okay, I got do this and how he explains to Harley Quinn like a moment that he Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was intrigued by the fact that Bernie Sanders exists. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was a because there's a running thing in this movie where because after she's you know at the start of the movie she explains I've broken up from the Joker and of course the problem is this puts a target on her back. That's her. That's a main conflict throughout this whole movie. And when she sees people coming after her, you know a, a thing will come up being like name this person grievance. Uh, you know, insert here. And at one point, she's looking at Black Mask like, I wonder what grievance. And there's just like lots of things and voted for Bernie. Although there's another scene where she talks about evading income taxes. And I'm like, that's not very Bernie Sanders friendly. She's a crime stress. <laughs> but see, Corey, that could be also one of her other crimes, illegal voting. <laughs> she, although you think I'm voting, I'm sure she's allowed to vote. So Why? She, she's a <laughs> oh, no, you're. Wait, did she actually go to prison? Or yes. Did she go to yeah, they Chicago? mentioned that. She mentions in her backstory. I thought they just meant like. No, she <laughs> was in prison a lot. And although, actually, that is something in most Canada states don't have form. permanent felon disenfranchisement now. Actually, <laughs> that's I- that's the one reform <laughs> that Gotham did. <laughs> Damn it, that's why the government's so screwed up. Because they gave all the bad guys in Blackgate their own voting rights. Damn it, stop that, Gotham. Iowa is the only state that permanently disenfranchises felons at this point. That's ironic. Now, I mean, there are other states that don't let you vote for a period of time after you complete your sentence. But, assumedly... She's not on parole and she's not on probation. No, she escaped from <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's very clear. You're right though. If she if she's still an active felon then, I don't know if an escaped prisoner who has not finished their sentence could vote. But that makes an interesting point though, if you think about it, like even it's a joke, but like grievance vote for Bernie. So Black Mask is also either a Republican or insert other Democrat here. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. That was a good joke. Um, do we and have anything else to talk about this, or should we just? Go to no, spoilers? I think we could probably go to spoilers. I, I wanted to just mention a couple other things I appreciated. Uh, so, like, yeah. Final thought before we get into spoilers is I I think this is a good movie. It was super fun. Yeah, like it's not anything deep, but I appreciate that about it. It's just 
I, I, I found myself laughing through a lot of this movie. Like it, it, it does its own thing, but it's, you know, and even though it makes you think of other comic book movies, it is a good Harley Quinn movie. It's delightful cinematic candy. Yeah. Plus ultraviolence. Yes. Yes, very, <laughs> very ultraviolence, which maybe we'll get to in a moment. So, yeah, if um, yeah, if you want to not be spoiled, you should pause here. Otherwise, we will continue on now into some spoilerific stuff. We have entered the spoiler zone. Okay. Um. Now, what do you have to say in the spoiler zone? Um, start that, with you. Okay, well, it's not... My spoilers are not really going to be spoilers to the movie. They're going to be spoilers to the comics, I okay. guess. Because, like, okay. just, like, it's really, like, kind of gauche to make a Birds of Prey movie without Oracle. Because Oracle yeah. is who, who founds the Birds of Prey as, like, a thing to get her back, like, in the game once she's been crippled in the killing joke. So to take her out of the movie and sort of, like, put in the Joker's girlfriend is, like, super, super bad taste. And My... It's kind of yeah. It's strange too when you consider that I think in the in in the next in the Batman that they're working on now, like I think Gordon and they're gonna have Barbara Gordon in yeah. that too. So yeah, like that that is a bit of a cheat that they wouldn't even just mention her name at some point. I think it's because they hadn't decided what they were gonna do with Barbara Gordon because at first they were gonna make a Batgirl solo movie, but then now. They've recast her dad. So right. Yeah, wasn't Joss Whedon going to do Joss that? Joss Whedon was going to do the Batgirl movie, and then now uh, Gordon has gone from J.K. Simmons to Jeffrey Wright. So, oh, yeah, um, yeah. They're maybe not sure. and the, so They probably haven't decided yet whether they actually had an active Batgirl or whether she's become Oracle yet or what they want to do. So they probably said, like, yeah, just don't touch her at all. Yeah, but that is yeah. She is a p- big part of that. Yeah, You're right. It's, it's basically Birds of Prey without Oracle is like X Men without Professor X. Yeah, yeah, and in that, like, it's the way that the Birds of Prey come together uh, in the third act. It's it's almost by some weird accident because they're all converging on this one spot to try to get the, the this diamond, and it it's almost f- like. Rosie Perez, like I said before, like her Montoya is just really charming and like very sloppy in her own way. Like just wearing like the shirt where I shave my balls for this. <laughs> yeah, for this. Thank you. Um, yeah, it like the movie does a good job too of making the the cops just immediately incompetent. <laughs> And you know exactly why nothing gets done in Gotham. Because <laughs> of fucking men. The, the underlying subtext of this movie, which I appreciate, is fucking men. <laughs> We're the worst. I also love the one grievance. is just the eggplant emoji. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, there's, it's tough to spoil stuff in this movie. Because, again, it's... It's a be- it's better about character than it is about plot. Um, I mean, again, there is a plot, but it's just, you know, going after the diamond. Yeah, I really don't think the plot is that important to what makes the movie good. No, no but they do do a good job, though, of setting up, without you th- realizing it, how Black Mask meets his end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you keep thinking, like, Oh, how are they going to get out of this? Oh, yeah! She can do that! Yeah. And... 
That yeah. was funny. I'm actually a fan of those kind of anti-climax <laughs> endings. I remember they did that in Captain Marvel, too. Yeah. To good effect, where she has to, like, kill her mentor, and he's like, you must prove yourself to me in combat, and she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, th- well, this did have a climax. It's just, it it decides to, you know, you, you think for a second, oh, are they going for, like, pathos? I wasn't sure if they were going to... Oh, my God! Oh, yeah, that's I good. like, though, the subversion of the expectation of a protracted battle. Yeah. Yeah. That's- Which, did Deadpool do that, too? Maybe not. I don't know. It's sort of like in the first one, he doesn't do like the heroic thing. He just pops him in the head with the bullet. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing again. Yeah. The um, I'll think the Cassandra Cain is probably the character most changed from the comics because in that she's is she an adult? No, she's she's a little bit older, but um, she starts off as Batgirl and also. She's mute for the most part. Yeah, you know, it's funny. There, Well, not funny. It, it's actually annoying. There was, like, a guy behind me talking throughout the whole fucking movie, and I think he whispered to, like, his girlfriend, and I uh, I could hear it because he was, wasn't whispering. Like, when they first show her, it's like, she doesn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> but then she does talk. Yeah, so. she talks a lot, but it took her a really long time to learn how to talk in the comics. Maybe they just realize, like, we can't, we don't have time for that in this movie. But it's, like, really annoying because also she's, like, one of the, like, the best ass kickers in DC Comics. So Yeah, and they don't make her that no, at she's all. She's just a pickpocket, but, like, she should be able to mop the floor with everybody regardless of whether her arm is in a cast. Remember, like, the movie Chocolate? Oh, did I see Chocolate? I think you saw it with me, like, years and years ago. Oh, was, God. Maybe? The, the one with the. The the girl who's um has she's autistic, but she watches all like the martial arts movies, and she can copy all the moves. And she oh get, like, okay. And her her mother's dying, and she has to, like fight a whole bunch of triad guys. Remember that? I vaguely. Well, yeah. that's basically who Cassandra Kane is in the comic books. Ah. So she's like really awesome, but here she's decidedly less so, and that's kind of annoying because he could have made a movie with like a teenage mute assassin and still be like badass. So, hmm. Yeah. Of- no. No. Now that you now that you put it that way, uh, it, I guess it's tough though because if you have someone like Huntress, I mean, is it overkill to have another character who's also a badass ass kicking machine? Well, I mean, Black Canary is also an ass kicking machine. They found a way to differentiate her, so you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm. They've had these comics where all the characters interact before, and they found stuff to do with them. Hmm. But um, it's just sort of weird because, like, you know, they took out the character who's in a wheelchair, and then the character who's basically mute, they took that away for... So it's like sort of disability erasure hmm. times two for Batgirls. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think what, what the thought process was. Maybe they thought, like, well, if we have a character like that, we, it'll be, like character with thing that becomes like a i don't know i guess they're probably assuming nobody's familiar with the actual comics because nobody actually reads comic books anymore <laughs> but like oh. the thing would have been like a good contrast uh, if you have harley quinn who's like the motor mouth to have her paired up with someone who doesn't talk would be like an interesting dichotomy to pair them up yeah I no no that. no i i no i i can absolutely see that yeah it's 
they do the they do the obvious thing, which is why again this doesn't rise to the level of being like really amazing. It's just kind of at the level of good because yeah, it's like they give her a kid who you know looks up to her and you know it's just like oh you're really cool and then there comes a point where it's like oh no you're not cool you betray me you betray me yeah it's (laughs) a couple of betray me moments in this uh the best of course you know it goes to science but yeah yeah you're right like that it's it's really uh maybe it does speak to the point that Again, this is not really an ensemble movie. It's just Harley Quinn that happens to have these other characters. And then also, my other thing, the problem with the cinematic Harley Quinn that we've seen so far is that she's not really tragic like the animated Harley Quinn. You know how we saw how she was by the Joker constantly, whereas in Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn and the Joker are basically couples goals. And then <laughs> in this one, you don't really have like any glimpse of their actual relationship at all. They just starts with them broken up. So you don't, it's not like an emancipation that means something like she had to like, you know, discover her own self-worth to get out of a toxic relationship. Well, she's just an equally toxic person. They just kind of fell apart. And well, so it's not sad and she's not really sympathetic. No, well, it's, well, that's, I think she maybe against, I think it's the performance that made it more sympathetic for me than the actual, like, writing of the character like that was what i was meaning when i said earlier that i found her betrayal sympathetic because margot roby brings a lot of heart to it like on the page it's it, it, it you're right like they don't have there's no mad love in this joker story right you know yeah. harley Quinn. you know if you've ever seen if you ever look it up like i i've actually shown that to classes to give them an idea of you know, a great Joker story because it's about what Joker's done to this character of, Har- of Harley. Do you think this was a deliberate decision because nobody liked DC's grimdark movies? Well, I I don't think that per se, but I think they're basically trading on the fact that people already know the idea of Harley Quinn, but that without actually like paying it off. You know, mm. kind of like there's like they like sort of like the Marvel like we assume you know Uncle Ben died, so we're not gonna give him any mention in the Marvel. Which universe. thank God. No, I think that's terrible. No, no, I want dead uncles. Um, what I would say is that I I think that the purpose of this movie by itself, I'm. I'm I'm fine with how they chose to go with it. It isn't very tragic. She that's why I said that it even though it it is a follow up to Suicide Squad, it made me think more of Deadpool. Although you could say Deadpool has more of a tragic story than this does. Yeah. Um but I I don't know cuz I I still enjoyed her and I I think I would I, I would. I'm fine with shallow, a little bit more shallow enjoyment than seeing like a mess, like what Suicide Squad gave me. And you know, if I feel like they tried to correct some of the problems that were in that movie here, um, it wasn't quite enough that they could do it because it's just you know she's she almost is thrust into this 
you know, wacky plot <laughs> that, yeah. you know, she would rather almost kind of just joke about and, you know, again, you know, fourth wall breaks and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it'd be nice to get if they did another movie with that character to actually try to show a little bit more of her tragedy of it, because yeah, like if you think about it, you know, woman who had, you know, girl had a hard upbringing, suddenly became a PhD and then yeah, like the the, the couple's goals is not a great look. Um, I think it would be a very different movie from top to bottom if they incorporated that element of tragedy. And don't get me wrong, I think there's a lot of potential in that. I just think it would be hard to graft that on to the movie as it exists. Well, I, well, I think the problem is though. Also, you have like Black Canary. I think was meant to be more of the dramatic character in this mm-hmm. story. Yeah, and so maybe they thought, well, we already have the drama with her. You know, we have this person who really doesn't want to be this guy's driver, but she's she's in it yeah it's it's sort of like they the problem is they leapfrog over like the the character development for harley like you know she starts off in suicide squad and then goes into this but there should have been like a batman movie or two where she's been like just straight up fighting batman and being with the joker and then you get into because they're just assuming that like you know harley quinn's deal from watching the cartoon but we're not actually going to show it to you in the movies even though like you know if it's not in the movies and it technically doesn't exist, like kind of thing. And the and then the problem then is that they think that well, the people who you know like like the comics will just be fine with it, but then people like the comics see that they've changed a lot of shit. Yes. So catch twenty two, sort of. Um, yeah, I, but it's it's weird because this, in a lot of ways, this universe has been a bit of a mess. I think this movie is trying to be less mess. And I appreciate that enough that I can try to overlook some things, but, but you make a good point, Matt, that it, it, it would be nice to have her be a little bit more of a tragic character, you know, in the writing of it. But instead we get just full on, you know, more wacky again, like I said, more bugs, bunny. Yeah. Um, Again, it, it, but it's tough because, as I also said, I think Margot Robbie is so great in this role that she can maybe suggest things that aren't on on the page. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've exhausted kind of talking All about right. her. Or this any other 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 thoughts, Corey? No, not really. Cool. Yeah. Matt, it was a fun time to be had. Yes. No, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I would definitely recommend it, though. Like again, if you're just looking for, you know, a good fun comic book movie, you know, this does the job. And it's not. I would. I wouldn't say that it's so too bland either. I think it has a lot of personality. Unlike, you know, say you know another movie like from last year, like Captain Marvel. Overall, that was just not as involving as this was for me. This was better because I thought, unfortunately, Captain Marvel was kind of the least interesting character in Captain Marvel. Yeah. True. So I liked Captain Marvel, but more for the other stuff. Like, Nick Fury was at his best in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I liked other things. And I liked that cat. Who doesn't like that the cat? The cat was the best part of the movie. 
So just, just like the beaver is almost the best part of this movie. Well, I think the hyena <laughs> more. But yeah, no, no, no. The yeah, the hyenas. But... Like I don't like how they named the hyena after Bruce Wayne. That's another grievance I have. That is a that's a little bit of a cheap joke. Yeah, it should be named after a comedian. Yeah, to have a hyena. Oh, by the way, if you stay to the through the end credits, like it's I think this is a time where you could skip it if you want. There, it's like basically a quick joke, and that's basically it. Um, All right. So anyway, guys, if you have seen Birds of Prey. You know, please, you know, leave a comment, you know, give us a like and subscribe. Matt, where can you be found? I can be found at mattvcatania.wordpress.com. And I would say subscribe to that man because his man, this man does good commentary, you know, whether he's talking about movies we've seen or just TV or action figures that he's working on or anything like that. Um, So make sure to follow him on Twitter. Thanks, uh, Jack. Yep, of course. Always yeah. happy to have you here, Matt. Well, where and can you be found, Jack? We can be found at the Wage of Cinema uh, podcast on Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, like, no, it's Apple Podcasts. Screw you, iTunes. You're dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Google uh, Play podcasts. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So make sure to subscribe to us all there. Um, when we come back next time, we'll always have movies for you. Uh, probably a new one. Or maybe we'll be doing a longer episode. We'll see. Do an Oscar podcast? Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Depends on the Oscars. Yeah. I'm probably going to have a lot of righteous indignation over the Oscars. I'll do one if you want to. I know your work schedule is a lot more punishing than mine, so I don't know if we'll be able to do one. We'll have to. We'll 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 see how the os the 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 this Oscarless. Th- this hostless, I said Oscarless. <laughs> no <laughs> awards for any of you. <laughs> no awards. Yeah, we're having Oscarless Oscars. Just be on stage and be pretty. Uh, yeah, and we could actually discuss this because I'm all about that host-free life. But you yeah. like a host. It depends. Uh, all right, all I right. can be found in your heart. Aw, thank you, Corey. Until next time, I'm Jack. Oh, I'm Matt still. Yes, thank you, Matt Still. And I am Life with Edie Scory. And the way it's to cinema is... Hugs! Mr. J! Alright, that's my bad Harley Quinn.